Welcome back, Hemming Brainiacs, to the podcast talking about Thomas Gray. I really liked the last one about the poems. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sorry, the last poem about the cat. Um, Swim says the mama fishy says Thomas Gray was an English poet, classical scholar, professor of history at University of Cambridge. Gray is considered to be the most important poet of the middle decades of the 1700s and possibly one of the most influential English poets in the 18th century as a whole. His thorough knowledge of classical Latin literature, as well as his considerable knowledge of older Anglo-Saxon traditions, infused his poetry with a masterful elegance of form, while steering clear of the overly obscure tendencies of many other classically inspired poets. Gray was one of the least productive poets. His collected works published during his lifetime amount to less than 1,000 lines. However, following the resounding success of his allegy, he was offered the post of Poet Laureate, which he refused. Gray also wrote light verse, such as Ode on the Death of a Favourite Cat, Drowned in a Tub of Gold Fishes, Concerning Horace Walpole's Cat, which had recently died trying to fish goldfish out of a bowl. Note, recall we read Gray's allergy during the past holiday interlude, did we? Thank you for the reminder. Acoustic Eel says, yes, I thought I remembered that. I like that one. The two poems with a bunch of Greek muses or something that I couldn't really follow, but I liked the cat one, even though he was sad that she drowned. Sad that the cat drowned, but nice that the cat is memorialised in a beautiful poem. I mean, in a way, the cat would be dead and gone by now either way. So at least in this way, despite the fact that it didn't get to live out its nice long life, it's still got a nice tribute. So that's something. Today's poet is a fellow called William Collins. And he was born in 1721 and died in 1759. So he didn't have much time on this earth. Um, and his poem is called Ode to Simplicity. O thou by nature taught to breathe her genuine thought, in numbers warmly pure and sweetly strong, who first on mountains wild, in fancy, loveliest child. Thy babe and pleasures nursed the powers of song. Thou who with hermit heart disdainest the wealth of art, and gods and pageant weeds and trailing pall, but comest a decent maid in attic robe arrayed, O chaste unboastful nymph, to thee I call. By all the honeyed store on Hebla's thymy shore, by all her blooms and mingled murmurs dear, by her whose lovelorn woe in evening musings slow, soothe sweetly sad Electra's poet's ear. By old Sisyphus deep, who spread his wavy sweep in warbled wanderings round thy green retreat, on whose enamelled side, when holy freedom died, no equal haunt allured thy future feet. O sister, meek of truth, to my admiring youth, thy sober aid and native charms infuse the flowers that sweetest breathe, thou beauties cold the wreath, still ask thy hand to range their ordered hues, 
while Rome could none esteem but virtue's patriot theme. You loved her hills and led her laureate band, but stayed to sing alone to one distinguished throne, and turned thy face and fled her altered land. No more in hall or bower the passions own thy power. Love, only love, her forceless numbers mean, for thou hast left her shrine, nor olive more nor vine. Shall gain thy feet to bless the servile scene. Though taste, though genius bless, to some divine excess, faints the cold work till thou inspire the whole. What each, what all supply, may court, may charm our eye, thou, only thou, canst raise the meeting soul. Of these let others ask, to aid some mighty task, I only seek to find thy temperate veil, where oft my reed might sound the maid to maids and shepherds round, and all thy sons, O nature, learn my tale. This one is called How Sleep the Brave. How sleep the brave who sink to rest by all their country's wishes blessed, when spring with dewy fingers cold return to deck their hallowed mould. She there shall dress a sweeter sod than fancy's feet have ever trod. By fairy hands their knell is rung, by forms unseen their dirge is sung, their honour comes a pilgrim grey, to bless the turf that wraps their clay, and freedom shall a while repair to dwell, a weeping hermit there. This one's called Ode to Everything. If aught of Oten stop a pastoral song, may hope chase Eve to soothe thy modest ear, like thy own solemn springs, thy springs and dying gales. O nymph reserved, while now the bright-haired sun sits in yon western tent whose cloudy skirts, with bread ethereal wove, overhanging his wavy bed. Now air is hushed, save where the weak-eyed bat, with short shrill shrieks, flits by on leathern wing, or where the beetle winds his small but sullen horn. As oft he rises midst the twilight path, against the pilgrim born in heedless hum, now teach me maid composed to breathe some softened strain. Whose numbers, stealing through thy darkened veil, may not unseemly with its stillness suit, as musings slow I hail thy genial leaved loved return. For when thy folding star arising shows his play circlet at his warning lamp, the fragrant owls and elves who slept in buds the day, and nymph and many a nymph who wreathes her brows, brows sorry, with sedge, and sheds the freshening dew, and lovelier still, the pensive pleasures sweet, prepare thy shadowy car, then lead calm votaras where some sheety lake cheers the lone heath, or some time-hallowed pile, or upland fellows grey reflect its last cool gleam, or if chill blustering winds or driving rain prevent my willing feet be mine the hut, that from the mountain's side views wild and swelling floods, and hamlets brown and dim-discovered spires, and hears their simple bell and marks over all thy dewy fingers draw, the grandual dusky veil, while spring shall pour his showers as oft he want, and bathe thy breathing tresses, meekest Eve, while summer loves the sport, to sport beneath thy ving- lingering light. 
While sallow autumn fills thy lap with leaves, or winter, yelling through the troublous air, affrights thy shrinking train and rudely rends thy robes, so long regardful of thy quiet rules shall fancy friendship science rose-lipped health thy gentlest influence own and hymn thy favourite name. Fidel is the name of the last poem. Two fair Fidel's grassy tomb, soft maids and village hinds shall bring each opening sweet of earliest bloom and rifle all the breathing spring. No wailing ghost shall dare appear to vex the shrieks, this quiet grove, but shepherds, lads assemble here and melting virgins own their love. Two withered which shall where here be seen, no goblins lead their nightly crew, the female fays shall haunt the green and dress thy grave with pearly dew the red breast oft at evening hours shall kindly lend his little aid with hoary moss and gathered flowers to deck the ground where thou art laid when howling winds and beating rain in tempests shake thy sylvan cell or amidst the chase on every plain the tender thought on thee shall dwell each lovely scene shall thee restore for thee the tear be duly tear, be duly shed, beloved till life can charm no more, and mourned till pity's self be dead. Alright, that's our William Collins poems for today. Thanks, folks, for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.